Are we back? We back? Another Can We Keep It Real podcast. What's going on, everybody, man? We're going into week two. A lot of good football to go this week. A lot of teams didn't even really get a chance to play yet. They'll be playing their first game tonight. But a big shout-out to people that helped me make this possible. Shout-out Mark Rykoa, Banker Coastal Homes. Presidential Award winner. Give my call if you're looking to buy a house. If you want to help up the podcast, definitely you can make a donation. Um, you can just scan that um, with Cash App. I really appreciate it. On uh, shout out to Voice Sports, they came on last night. They're on Tuesday nights. They're talking about a lot of things that coaches want to say but can't say. You should really check that episode out. It was on last night. We reacted to some pretty funny videos. And if you have a custom car, bring it down to Musquamish Beach Sunday. You bring your custom car down to the to the car show. You get your, you and your family get free admission to the Fall Fest going on September 17th to the 19th on Musquamish Beach. Real, real good time. But thank you everybody that helps me out, makes this possible. I really, really appreciate it. But let's bring in the North Smithfield Mount St. Charles coach. You know, he's been really, really um. Tested, I guess, through the off season. You know, we had him on a, a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> he's already being tested. You know, he definitely got. Um, he's got a good season up ahead of him. How you doing, Coach? Good, good, Mikey. How are you? How's the uh, goose crap? <laughs> we're still in it, but uh, we're happy to be playing. I cut that episode out. I think I shared it on Twitter. I, I wonder if the superintendent. I um I really hope the superintendent had a chance to uh, hear what the boys had to say about them. Yeah, the boys had a great time. Um, you know, they're still they're still talking about it. So uh, good, yeah, they're always welcome. You know, um, maybe after this week's game, we'll see how it goes. You know, you could definitely bring them back in. Uh, good group of kids. Yeah, what I'm what I'm actually hoping to do is is hook up with you after after each of our games. We have yes no, have no home field. So I was thinking whoever stood out uh, during the game can sit next to me in the front seat of the bus and uh, we'll, we'll hit you up on the way home. Oh, that would be awesome. We have a lot of coaches that have been participating in that. Coach Blake, Coach Dunbar, you know, we've been talking to Coach Washington. Wes, always my guy, you know, doing his thing. I think Wes is at the movies tonight. <laughs> I think there's a premiere of a new movie about um, – fatherless homes and i know he's a big advocate for the youth so uh shout out to west pennington he sure is he's he works tirelessly in that aspect um great great guy you got to see the video last night we had um i've been bringing on tuesday nights a group of youth reporters all over the country north carolina south carolina ohio maryland we talked to an athletic director that actually runs a mobile athletic department where she goes to schools helping schools get these kids into colleges something that a lot of these school administrations need somebody like that but you should check that show out all coaches should um a lot of things that coaches deal with that they want to say but they never will say you know but it was just very very funny the millennial coach versus the, the tough coach you know how to balance them very very good show but, yeah um, have to check it out charahold this week huh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's game one for us, um, you know. From I, I expect them to be extremely tough, extremely physical. Um, I know they played Westerly tough, which is uh, no small task in and of itself. So um, I'm fully expecting uh, to see a, a pretty solid 
team, a team that I expect to be in the top of the division. Yeah, Charo surprised me against Westerly. And when, when I talked to Coach Dunbar after the game, he said, I got to say, he said, going into halftime, I was nervous. You know, Charo pulls it back up by one. You know, um, it looked like the halftime adjustments was able, Wesley was able to pull away, you know, um, have a 20 to three second half of the game. So, um, yeah, good I, game. I, I know, I know in the spring, um, we didn't get to see him. Um, but I, from the film I saw of them in the spring, um, they were well coached and, uh, they did a lot of great things. Uh, so I, I fully expect them to be pretty solid. Yeah, second year coach, you know, um, I think it's Coach Russo, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, shout out to him. You know, I, I like what he's doing with Charles. Small school, tough community. You have Charlestown, Hopkinton, and um, I want to say Ashaway or one, one of them other towns, but very small town, you know, so it's tough to get kids. And Westerly takes a lot of them kids away, too, because the communities are, are so close. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I mean, that that's what it is and you know all all the small small schools in the, in the small towns they have their ups and downs you know you get blessed with a good class you have a couple of good years you have a couple of thin classes and you have a couple of uh struggling years that's so goes the uh small public school yeah exactly and uh, hopefully you know in the future, I hope they let schools do more with the Pathways program, with the sports programs, do more with Pathways, because I know Pathways is a great, great program, especially in a state this size. I don't see where the problem is, and but um, until they loosen it up a little and, and let sports programs, have, you know, have an inside look at Pathways, it's kind of tough. Right, right. And, you know, the, the Pathways program would be a great opportunity for us, North Smithfield. Academically, we're a top five high school in the state year in and year out. Um, so for a kid to to maybe leave a less academic city or, or town um, to come get an education at North Smithfield, um, you'd think a lot of parents would take a, a chance to jump at that. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like to see that the pathways definitely be more active especially well, we have exactly we got these small schools you know that can really have a chance to build a great sports program with a good education yep but the communities seem to be divided like the world's divided on something you know what i mean so and it's like that's i'm seeing so much divide in that you have so much opportunity in rhode island to build a great sports program and give the kids a great education at the same time yeah, and you know, just I, just speaking for myself, um, you know, North North Smithfield, you know, we're low on numbers with our with all our sports programs. So, for a lot of kids, it would be a win win. You know, yes. come, get, come get a great education, help out a, a a sports program, and you know what? Maybe even have the ability to play where you're not gonna be able to see the field in some of these other big cities and big programs. No, yeah, the kids will stick out big time. I was looking at your schedule. I kind of, not not too bad, you know. Um, you know, you get your Charahoe, and then you have Johnston and Pilgrim. You know, tough, tough teams. 
You know, yep. they're not going to be a walk in the park. Johnston loses a few plays. Pilgrim, just a different – Coach Blake is just, just different this season. Um, he's wanted – he wants all the, the challenges. So, you know, no matter who they play, they, they were down in the injury fund to EG by two scores. They come back. They win by one. They were down last week, played a tough, tough tournament. So, very tough team. Shout out to Coach Blake, you know. And then you play a Middletown. Tollgate, you know, uh, and, uh, and then Central Falls. How do you feel about your schedule? Uh, if we've got to find a way to survive the first the first couple for sure. Um, I I fully expect Charahoe, Johnston, Pilgrim to be near the top of Division Three, probably along with Narragansett. Um, we'll have something to say about who wins Division Three as well. Um, you know, and I think the other teams. Are going to be kind of with us, right? Fighting, fighting to be that four, five, six, seven spot. Um, I think I think it'll be close and competitive um, the rest of the way. Um, I don't think there's any layups by any stretch of the imaginations on our on our schedule, and uh, you know, we're, we're just trying to not be the layup. <laughs> I mean, in your division, I mean, I noticed them. Division three, division four. I think division four is getting a little um, it's getting a little smoky over there. You know, them teams competing, kind of against it. You know, just opening up a, a big can of of what but on Juanita Sanchez, and you expect that. You know, uh, some say they should have won by eighty. You know, um, you kind of knew that coming into the season um, last spring. Kind against it was loaded for bear. You know, they ran into a, a Division three school in Narragansett that moved down and, and won the Super Bowl. Um, we left Division four last spring um, fully expecting Ponagansett to be the, the team to beat in, in Division four, And they didn't have a lot of seniors uh, on that or active seniors on that roster. It was a lot of juniors. So this year they're all they're, they're pretty senior heavy. Ponagansett's loaded in Division four. they they're going to be tough to deal with. They did lose a few linemen. Um, you know, they lost one, two, and look at this. I knew this was coming. <laughs> Spotting said, we're coming, and that was the team I was going to get at right after Ponagansett. You know, but let's stick to Ponagansett for a minute. You look at a team that's run heavy, you know, and they're really not your – and I know your kids, and I wanted to see you guys play Ponagansett in the injury fund so bad, and I know your kids – that was their red letter game. If you want to have a red letter game, that was the game that that your kids wanted. Um, they run. They they have some good running backs, but can their line sustain? My opinion: Can their line sustain a whole season? And can they pass the ball? Do you just load the box and press the receivers? You know. Um, so we'll have to see. It's a long season. Situates coming hot. EWG's coming. You know. Tividen's in the mix. Well, Situate had a um, a good a good weekend last weekend, didn't they? Yeah, they, they beat Hope. I think it was 24-12, to 25-12. They have a good quarterback, good running back coming up. You know, so, their running back in the next couple of years should be um, should be so up there. That's big congratulations to those guys and that coaching staff. Um, I haven't I haven't met any of those guys yet, but I, I certainly have seen them and on your show. And like I said, um, every interview I've seen with those guys, uh, Coach D., love his energy. I love the way he talks about his program. Um, 
you know, and there's there's no no question that uh, exactly. they're, they're going to find some success this year. You hear that, Coach D? Get up in here. Get <laughs> up in here. We need to talk. That's my guy, Coach D. I love what he's doing as Situate. You know, I think Situate, you know, they have the kids. They have the town behind them, you know, because they're hungry. Um, a lot of just like a lot of these football teams this season, you know, we didn't really have a lot of football. So when these kids had a chance to show off Friday night, they came out big time, man. But I love what you're doing up there in North Smithfield. We're trying. We're, we've, we've got to get through a year um, with very low numbers, uh, very low numbers. Um, and, uh, you know, luckily only 11 guys go on the field at once. So uh, so long as the right 11 are out there, we'll be able to hang in, I think. Yeah, definitely. You got to tell your seniors, you all can't come to practice tomorrow without a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring a plus one. That is your job. <laughs> you know, but you're right. Low numbers, a lot of places, only a couple schools have positive numbers and, and very few. Like Central's in a position where they're, they're making cuts. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> you know, but in, in all fairness to Coach Washington, he only has 55 sets of right. helmets, 55 uniforms. So what do you do at that point, you know? So, but yeah, a lot of schools and we need to get these kids out here. Coach Ferraro said, are the kids burnt out? Is that why they're not coming out? COVID, short off season, passing leagues, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if it's a, a burnout issue. Um, I don't think... I don't think it was um, in terms of our situation. Um, you know, we had pretty good excitement of kids coming, and all the guys that finished the spring season came out this fall. Uh, we just didn't have a strong enough influx with graduating a couple of high, big-numbered classes. Um, yeah, because so, you're coming off a Super Bowl, really. I mean, you know, minus the, the, the COVID season, that was kind of a, a handout. You know, yes. I mean, but you're so, coming off a championship season. You know, you went through COVID. Yeah, so off that Super Bowl team, which is two classes, we've graduated 30 kids. Um, wow, in a pro yeah. in, a, in a program that only holds 40 on a good year. So, you know, just had a, a huge turnover. Two years worth of kids gone with, you know, five or six kids to replace 15 is – you know the, the numbers don't add up so we've got to do a better job uh, like even even our youth program with the express they do a great job uh, but they're a co-op youth program so it's blackstone millville um and north smithfield and you know there's a lot of blackstone massachusetts kids playing with north smithfield kids on so um that's definitely part of our our big goal into the future is is to, to get the younger kids playing football in town again. Yeah, that, that would be good. And I hope when your turf field is completed, which will be by the Narragansett game in October, I believe, right? We hope we hope so. We hope so. It's it's discouraging to, to look up there and, and see it look the same as it did the day before, day in and day out. Um, so... Uh, I would love your superintendent if he wants to come talk about it, you know, the field, because, you know, kudos to him, 
you know, like like I talked about last time, you know, it's great that, that you guys are getting another field, you know. So, I mean, shout out to your superintendent and maybe more superintendent should take his lead. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he backs the schools. He backs the kids. Um, he's, he's very supportive of the athletic programs. And the, the school committee and the, the town council, um, you know, have to approve all that work as well. So everybody's, yes. been, everybody's been on board with that. And it's, and it's a slow process. And, you know, COVID affects other things besides just whether or not these kids are on the field. You know, they affects all the shipping of materials and, and whatnot and, you know, the accessibility of, of us being able to do this constructive project. So, uh, you know, we're hoping we're hoping to be have it ready for the play. Yeah, I'm hoping it is too. But coach, thank you very much. Um shout out to your players, shout out to your coaches, shout out to all the parents, man, you know, and everybody for making it happen. I talked to Coach Mike that was with you guys in two thousand nineteen and <laughs> He's he my said, luck. Yeah, yeah, he's good people. I told luck he might be a good luck charm. You know, he goes to Coventry, gets the Super Bowl, and you know, the, but they have a tough road ahead of them. That's the for sure. At our coach. Yes, definitely, man. But um, thank you very much, and um, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, we'll definitely talk after your win this week. Go get him. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you mo- uh, Friday. Yes, sir. All right, bye bye. All right, bye bye. Coach Pavio over there, North Smithfield, Mount St. Charles, you know, doing a great job over there. Coach Eddie, come on in. Tap the link on the Facebook page. Let's have a quick conversation. See how that defense is coming. Um, big game, St. Ray's this week, you know. Um, but before we talk about that, what are we thinking about Division 4? EWG, you know, now I've been um, I've been told I don't give D4 enough love, so I'm trying to go out of the way. Especially, you know, Coach Fortin says I don't give D four enough love. I, I guess, obviously, you know. But um, situate EWG this week. Two good coaches, two young coaches, two staffs that are led by by decent guys. You know, you have Coach Eddie over there at Situate who's been involved. In football for a long, long time. Big supporter of a lot of things that I do. Shout out to little Colin. You know what I mean? Um, I'm glad that little boy's playing football. Heard he had a good game a couple weeks ago. You know, but there's a lot of great coaches throughout the league, you know, that are being led by great, great coaches, you know, that really have a chance to bring them guys, you know, somewhere. So we'll see how that EWG game goes this week. We're waiting on Coach Emerson to come in. We're going to talk some officiating tonight. What questions would you have for Emerson about officiating? Now, we can't back him into a corner or expect him to talk about another official's ruling. But what questions would you have from your experience last week? Let me know for sure, um, and we'll definitely ask him. Um, listen, if you got a classic car, come down to the Musquamish State Beach, Sunday, September 19th. 
You bring your car, you and your family will get free admission into the festival hosted by the Doc and the Wolf. It's actually in honor of Big John Ovis, who used to promote the car show down the beach. The Back to the Future car is going to be there. Dukes of Hazzard car is going to be there. And you get free admission. Not really sure what happened over there at Johnson High School today. I know the governor was supposed to be over there talking about sports and the vaccine. They're going to have clinics at some of your games. Give me a quick second while I play this video. We'll wait for, uh, for Amazon to get up in here. Don't forget, check out Fall Fest. If you have a classic car on the 19th, they said they'll give you some free admission. You and your family could get in. You know, it's going to be a good time. You know, have some rides, concerts, the Back to the Future car, all that good stuff. Let's bring in our guy, Emerson Kilgore, 401 Strength and Fitness. Let me get this beautiful piece of artwork off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, M? How we doing? Doing all right. How are you? All right, not bad. I see you still in the office. Thank you for coming on. You know, um, I figured you know, nice time. We should um talk officiating once in a while. You know, what I mean, uh, mm -hmm. it's always you know keep it relevant, educate some people. Yes. Not that they're not <laughs> educated. Well, I, I I think it's this, and actually, but before you. Uh, before we talked about this, I actually had a conversation with a couple people about being an official. And, you know, one of the things, and again, everyone understands it's the game of football. However, football's broken down into three separate categories. There's high school, there's college, and there's NFL. And fourth, honestly, if you really want to look into it, because youth. But, you know, looking into high school, you know, high school, college, and the NFL, it's the same game, but it's governed by three different governing bodies, and the rules are some are the same, some are different. And a lot of people, and again, it's it's very common get some of them confused. You know, in in, in my position at being an, an official, I'm an umpire. I'm 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 the guy in the, in the middle. You know, I'm I'm the guy who, you know, make sure everything's on the up and up, and you know, you know, make sure that you know people are doing what they need to do. Um, you know, it, it's it's something that, you know, a lot of folks kind of like, okay, well, man, we see you there. What does that you do? Um, you know, I'm actually in a position where I have 
been in for my entire football playing career, which is in the trenches. Um, you know, I watch the offense and defensive lines and, you know, I'm making sure, you know, you know, guys aren't going off sides and, you know, in, in, in encroachment, you know, holding things along those lines. And again, what a lot of people don't understand is now a lot of those rules are somewhat similar across the board. But one of the things you have to understand is that, you know, th there's a lot of times where, you know, a play is going and I get I get this a lot. Like, you know, there'll be, you know, a, a, a player will come up to me is like, you know, Mr. Referee or, or coach or whichever um, that guy's holding me. And I'm like, OK, I'll check it. And then, you know, he said, like, OK, you know, he keeps going on and on and on. One thing. A lot of people have to understand is that if players are holding you and it's away from where the play is being formed, then it's not going to be called unless it's something that's going to risk safety. You know, and I, I think that's probably one of the bigger issues that I have. It's like, oh, you know, you're not watching me. I'm like, can't just watch you. Like every once in a while, yes, I can watch a particular player. Like, okay, you know, he come, he, you know, if someone comes to me two or three times. Okay, he's holding me. He's holding me. I can check them for a couple of seconds, but as the play is developing, my eyes got to roll with the play because that's, you know, the, 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 the point of attack of where the, you know, where, where the play is going is where the majority of eyes need to be. So, you know, my responsibility is I basically have from the, I have the backside uh, tackle into the front side guard and then the white hat, the referee has, you know, the front side tackle and on. So yes, if the play is developing, for example, you know, and yes, my eyes are in the back, but I have to start rolling because there needs to be a focus on where the point of attack is. So I know that's one of the major issues that, you know, people have a hard time understanding is that, you know, it's like, you know, there's there's five guys on the field watching 22. And I honestly, I, you know, and, and you know, it, it, it's easy to sit on the side and go, okay, you keep missing this, you keep missing that, where, you know, where our eyes need to be are where our eyes are. And yes, there's going to be things that are missed. You know, that's absolute. You know, I, I've definitely walked up to coaches and see certain things and it happened to me last year. Um, you know, I believe it was the central game and, you know, th there was, you know, I, I was watching and the, the, the you know, the, the, the play was a pass. And when the lineman went, you know, four or five yards down the field, and that's not what you need to do. So, um, it's, you know, and, you know, he, he did it three times and I'm like, all right, well, you know, so the first time it was, it was to the backside of me. So again, I didn't see it because the quarterback was rolling. Okay. So I did my best to, to look there, but, you know, I also have to, you have to keep in mind, like I have to look at a lot of keys. So the big thing is, you know, the bottom line is that, you know, as much as, you know, cause I hear it all the time, you know, the reps, just the reps that blah, blah, blah. You know, I honestly, I, I I would ask anyone to step on our shoes for just one time, and a one game, I would say, and and, and see how this really is. Because I remember my first year, I remember my first year trying to be an official, and you know, I I, I thought I had an edge because you know all the years of football that I played, you know, I I, I played at a high level, I I coached at, I'd already coached in college, I, I had coached in Mass, and I, co I had some coaching experience in Canada. You know, and, and I'm coming in here like, okay, I really know this game. And come to find out, I knew probably about 35 to 40 percent of what I really needed to know. Um, that first year was really a, a, a true indication of how much I needed to learn to become a, a, a really good official. And 
you know, it took some time and, you know, but I, 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 one of the things I hate hearing though, to be honest with you, is like, you know, the refs lost us this game, you know, that, that to me, that's simply not true. Like we, we don't have favorites, you know, it, it, you know, a lot of people say that all the time and it's like, it, that's just not the case, you know, and, and to be honest with you, one of the bigger problems is, and this is where, you know, I'm not, and again, I'm not calling out any, any of the coaches in particular, but there's times where your players aren't disciplined. There's times where your players are just, you know, getting emotional um, and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, you know I think Nick Friedman said it, you know, yes, football is an emotional, is an emotional game or, or I think he put it, the, the football is a game of emotion, but it's not to get emotional, you know, and I agree with that. You know, it, it, it's, it's something that, you know, I see a lot of teams, you know, they, they, they get wrapped up. And again, you know, I've been there, you know, you know, I, I obviously have playing experience. I definitely understand where a lot of players are coming from with that, but you know, it, 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 it's just really tough to hear. Like, we don't have favorites. You know, we don't care who wins. We just want a, you know, well-participated and, and just a safe game. And that's what their officials are there for. You know, and folks start yelling and going nuts and threatening to, you know, beat people up and stuff like that. It's like, it's it's, it's, it's pathetic. You know, and that's where that emotional part comes in. That's where you come. Yeah, I know, I know for a fact. I've been on both sides of it. Obviously, there's, you know, one play is, you know, one, you know, one flag is thrown. One coach is going to love it. One coach isn't. I get it, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, the the officials are doing the best they can, and 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 that's really it. Yeah, no, um, I'm sure, you know. Let me read this first. I agree. Human error happens there so much on, and as a coach to do and take, it's frustrating on officials. No, I I can, I bet it definitely is. You know, and I'm sure we all make errors. And as a first time, a lot of these first time officials we have here in Rhode Island, you know, um, they never, it's a different speed. It's not youth football. You know, everything's faster. You got five guys out there on the field, you know. So I'm trying to understand everybody's point of view. And I thought that's why it'd be a great idea to bring Emerson on and talk about different parts of the officiating game, different, maybe some rules that we're not too clear about. And, um, get a little bit more of understanding. And the other reason, big part of bringing Emerson on and talk about officiating is getting some of these young kids to stay connected to the game by being an official. Because the league definitely needs officials and you can make a few bucks doing it. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'll definitely say that, you know, this year, it's not that we're short, but, you know, with the experience guys, there's a lot of people who, um, you know, a lot of people that were officials that have decided to call, call it quits. Um, they've been in it for a long time. And, you know, all the guys that I, I know that left, I they have much respect for. And, you know, they've done a great job. But, you know, they decided to, you know, decide to, you know, move on and leave, which is fine. And, you know, we do have some new guys and, 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 and ladies here. I think we have um, three uh, three female officials, which is great. Um, you know, as applicants, I think that's I think that's excellent. Um, you know, and you know, we welcome all. And you know, the one thing I, I want to make another point here because I know is you know a lot of folks have said that you know yes we do have you know fifteen new officials blah blah which we do, but one of the things people have to understand is that even though you know we do have you know, new officials, this is their very first year and they may be on the field. 
they're surrounded by people who have a lot of experience. Okay, so it's not like it's you know one entire crew with you know you know four new guys or you know or, or, or you know two guys and two girls and and, and one head of fish. That's that's not how it works. Um, you know, obviously the people, um, the, the the guys who do the um, scheduling, obviously keep that in mind. Obviously, the first year people need to get more experience, which is fine, but we will never put teams in a situation like that where there's that much inexperience on the field at one time. Um, you know, I remember my first game, um, I believe it was Ponagansen and Lincoln. This is going back a few years ago. I, I believe that was a game. And um, I know it was, it was at Lincoln. I don't know if it was Ponagansen or not, but it was at Lincoln. And you know, I remember that first varsity game, and I remember, you know, seeing a play and, you know, thinking it was one thing, and then, you know, you know, so I threw my flag, and the head ref was like, "Yeah, I kind of saw that. I kind of saw what you saw, Emerson. But you know, in that situation, you don't, you know, you, you don't make a call like that." And I was like, "Okay, fine." And again, not that it was a mistake. I saw, I saw what I saw, but you know, it was like, you know, in that situation, you know, it didn't really affect the play. So he said, "That's not a call that you normally make." And again, it was a rookie mistake, and that's going to happen. And there's going to be games where you know you do have a, a guy or a girl in there, and guess what? Something like that will happen. It's not the end of the world, okay? Um, you know, it, it, it's something that, you know, you got to go through. It's kind of the growing pains of being an official, and you just move on from it. So, you know, yes, and I, again, I completely understand, you know, oh, you know, that might hurt us, and, and I, I understand that. And, you know, the, the, there's nothing that really, you know, that, that I can say more about that. But, I mean, the bottom line is that in, in, in order for officials to become, you know, good officials, you know, they have to go through the growing pains and, you know, that's what for the most part they do. But honestly, I think that, you know, a, a, as a whole, the, the, the Rhode Island's Officials Association is a fantastic job of, you know, doing what they need to do, um, you know, and, and keeping keep keep everyone safe. You know, that, that that's the number one thing, keeping everyone safe and, and keeping these games going. I think that's the number one thing, regardless of what anyone's saying or, 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 or think they're saying or whatever. You know, that's really the bottom line. So, you know, I, I can I can definitely tip my hat off to all the guys that are and ladies that are that are, that are doing this. And you know, the the it's going to get better. Um, you know, as each year progresses, and you know, you get more people, and you know, the people that are here get more experience and everything else is it, it, going to get better. But it's going to take time, and and people need to be patient, which unfortunately people aren't. But kind of is what it is with that. So. I mean, it's a growing process, and people just have to be patient and work with us. See, yeah, people, I told you there's no officials at home saying, I can't wait to get that 10-year-old boy and throw a flag on him Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I just seen that little meme. I needed a chance to throw it out there, you know, but um, you're absolutely right, you know, and we all make make mistakes, you know, at, at this game. Coaches make mistakes, you know, um. There's a lot of times me want to say, oh, nice coach, nice way to screw that up. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it happens. Human error, the kids, it happens at, so fast. But we just have a beautiful game, you know, football, great community, you know, so great games this week, Emerson. Huh? St. Ray's, Westerly, I think that's going to be a good game. Can Westerly stay in it? Would that be a win for Westerly if they stayed close? Well, all, all I say is this: so I, I officiate the game um, St. Ray's versus North Kingston. Um, 
I think that was a really good game, very hard-hitting game. Um, obviously, St. Ray's um, came out on top. Um, you know, I, I, I do distinctly remember their third quarter of them literally running the ball for about three quarters of the game. And, I mean, they, they look solid. I mean, you know, they, 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 they look really, really good. I mean, as far as um, – as far as the, the, the Wesley game, again, uh, you know, Coach Dunbar and his staff are doing a really good job down there. Um, you, know, you know, shout out to him doing his thing down there. Is All I can say is going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I'm not really into predictions that, that much because, honestly, I'm a firm believer on any given Sunday or Saturday or any given Friday or whichever. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, what I look forward to is, you know, good games and, and, and good results. I mean, you know, I, I, I think that that game's going to be, you know, one of the highlighted games of the week, I would definitely say. Um, I, I think that, honestly, you know, Wesley has something to prove um, going into this game. And I think that, um, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be a great battle. So I'm very interested to see uh, what Coach Dunbar is, is going to do. Um, and honestly, I'm interested to see what Coach Ash is going to do as well. Yeah, you know, two really solid coaches and know really good team so uh, i i anticipate a good game and you know uh, like i said you know i'm not gonna do any predictions but you know that i, I think that's definitely gonna be a you know a game to watch this week two coaches that actually both have a connection in rhode island history you know mm -hmm. when you talk about rhode island sports history you know dunbar coming to coach sassy you know let me quarterback you know let me do right. it and um you know he gives them the opportunity Record number of yards that that year wins a state championship, you know, in, in D1. And I know Coach Dunbar, Coach, Coach Sassy, you know, high regards, high regards. Absolutely. Coach Steve Stoll will be on soon. We'll be talking to Coach Steve Stoll soon. He's going to break down. So I want to hear that, that Cranston history, you know, he win mm. the championship out there. You know, I would love for them coaches, you know, and I told Keith Stoll, Coach Stoll, I said, people, asked you to come on the podcast and he was kind of like you're kidding me <laughs> and i wanted to let him know that you're important like what you have done you know coaching all these years you know staying connected to the game like i didn't want him to ever forget that you know and um i wanted to let him know that that people appreciate him and we definitely can't forget about guys like coach Starr and uh coach bell Right. There, there's um, there's something to be said about longevity. Um, people that have been in the game for a long time, um, always people that come and go. You know, they come, they have their time, they leave. It's also, you know, it, it, it's definitely something to be said for for coaches that have been here for quite some time. Um, you know, and, and and have had relatively decent success. You know, um, you know, th that's a tough thing to do, you know, and, and, and you know, these coaches that have um, done their thing and, you know, and, you know, continue to do their thing and stay around, that, that, that's good. I mean, it's always good to get the, you know, the new blood in, and I, I definitely can respect that because that's definitely what's going on in Rhode Island and it's definitely something that's needed. But, you know, also, you know, also giving, you know, you know, giving the, giving the credit to, some of these coaches who have been here for a while and are still working with these young men and young ladies and, and, and really, you know, getting stuff done. So, you know, they deserve credit too there. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's definitely something to be said because like I said, longevity does definitely does mean something. You know what I mean? You know, most of people are quick to, 
you know, say, you know, say whatever they want to say and everything else. But ultimately, you know, that is something that, you know, should be respected for guys that have been at this for a long time, you know, and, and, and continue to work with these young men and young ladies. You know, it's a good thing to see. Definitely. And I've been telling you, I want to get a lot of the old time, not even call them old timers disrespectfully, but, you know, the re-coach reels, you know, and just hear them old school stories and that we don't get to relive one day. And, and you know, it's, it's history, especially as football hodls, as some call us, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I like the Rhode Island history. Sometimes I'll go on the Rhode Island history sports page and I'll look at some of them 1935 teams. You know, Central had a basketball team that was phenomenal. You know, I looked at some of them old Mount Pleasant Central rivalries at Conley Field. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some wars. Yep. So I want to bring these legendary coaches on, you know, that really did great things in this game of ours. And it might, and to that, I mean, and it's good to also look back, you know, and look at the history, you know, and look how far we've come. I mean, I, I mean, I know, you know, and I tell kids this often with my story and how, you know, not too many Division One schools are looking in Rhode Island, you know, during my time, and, and you know, I, I was one of the blessed few to 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 get a you know Division One scholarship when I did, but you know, now it's a little bit different. But when I tell kids, you know, how it was when I was in high school, what I had to do was like, you know, it wasn't me hitting the button and then all of a sudden the coach was getting my film. You know, it was me sending that VHS tape, you know, in the post office, you know, and, and, and hoping it's not destroyed and, and, and getting it to these coaches. You know what I mean? So, and, you know, again, you know, I remember doing it when, you know, <laughs> I remember sending my film to Syracuse when, they, you know, they had sent the flyer and I sent it back and, you know, I started getting, you know, the, 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 the call from some of the coaches. And one of the – this is actually a funny story. And so I, I remember I remember that. So I remember the first time I talked to my position coach at, at Syracuse. And, and my position coach at Syracuse was Ed Ogeron, who's the head coach at LSU right now. And so I get on the phone and I hear this deep Cajun voice in the back of my head, in the back of my mind, like, who in the God's green earth is this? So he's sitting there talking, like, you know, Emerson, how you doing in school? You know, I, I was in the, you know, I was in a math class. I was struggling there a little bit and I, you know, I got the grades up and he's sitting there and I'm, I'm just hearing on the other side of his phone, this deep Cajun accent. And I'm just like, man. And, you know, obviously he, he had come down. I got to meet him and, and the head coach of uh, Paul Pascaloni. And, you know, and, and, you know, obviously it's a good thing. They had a, a coach's clinic here and, and everything went well. But I just remember him. I remember him, you know, he was he was talking to me while, while I was at Pilgrim. And i never forget this. And he was just like, you know, Emerson, you know, where, where, where you're going, you know, if, if you come here, it's definitely going to be different football than what you're used to here. In the back of my head, it's like, yeah, I already know that. But I'm like, yes, coach, you are absolutely right. And I, I – he was so spot on. It was, it was, it was crazy, but you know, it, 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 it was a good experience, but all that going back to the original point is, you know, there wasn't um, a button I hit, you know, I had to send the VHS tapes, you know, I sent them all, you know, to Maryland, NC state, um, you know, you know, and other teams that were uh, recruiting me. And, and that was a rarity here. You know, they, a lot of division one teams didn't spend a lot of time looking at Rhode Island football. 
you know, and, you know, I, I know that, you know, the other two gentlemen that were that were already there, um, that were already playing Division One, a uh, gentleman by the name of Mike Cloud and Buddy Rogers, who were uh, running backs. Um, Mike went to uh, Boston College and uh, Buddy went to East Providence. Uh, excuse me, he went to Maryland from East Providence, excuse me. Um, and, and uh, you know, was got to do his thing there, but, you know, but it was, it was, <laughs> It was just funny to, to, to see, and you, you talk to kids about that. Like, you had to do all that, and you know, half these kids don't even know what, what a VCR is now. But you know, it's like, that's what that's what it took. And you know, and, and you know, and a lot of coaches, you know, you send a lot of film, and you never got a response back a lot, with a lot of kids. So you know, but things have changed now. And again, that goes to that. You know, give credit to all these coaches, and and, and honestly, all these athletes are really stepping up and, and doing their thing. And again, and I'll be the first one to say it, and, and I know it's going to be on record here. It, it's just not one school in Rhode Island; it's a whole bunch. Okay, so you know, and you know, I've always said this, and I, I tell them it's my story and others as well. It's like a, a lot of folks are looking now in Rhode Island; they're not looking at one school; they're looking at more. Okay, there's there's a lot of kids right now that are being looked at, and it's because they work hard and they continue to work hard and they continue to get it done both on and off the field, and that's the bottom line. So. You know, and it's a good thing because, as we all say, you know, and it's a God's honest truth, fall one can ball. There's That's no right. question about that. We we have athletes here. You know that that you know, I don't want to get into that. But the one thing, and it's always always bothered me, and it bothered me again when I heard it a couple weeks ago. You know, when I went to Syracuse, the same thing. Oh, you guys play football in Rhode Island, and lo and behold, Quiddy Pay, who. I coached him when he was at Edgewood Eagles. You know, kid was a great kid. Loved loved his family. Family was great. Um, obviously, everyone knows what he's done in Michigan, and now he's in the NFL. For someone to sit there and say, and I don't know who it was, but I heard on that uh, film, you know, oh, they play football in Rhode Island. Okay, again, the disrespect. But that's a, that honestly, that's something that I dealt with at Syracuse from 1996 to 2000. Okay, there's no respect. Okay, and that's across the board. Yeah, we're not a Texas, we're not a Georgia or Florida or California or Arizona, or or or, or you know North or South Carolina, anything like that. You know, we, we barely have a million people here. Okay, but I don't care how many people we got here. We play football here and we do it well. Okay? I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone you know you know wants to say in comparison to whoever or whatever. I don't care about that. Okay, we play football well. Here. Okay, and that's the bottom line. We have a lot of great coaches, and even more, we have a lot of great players. So, you know what? The, the, whoever said that, you know, and the people have said that over here, they can go kick rocks. Okay, we, we do good things in Rhode Island for what we have, for you know, all the issues that we have here, and, and stuff that is going on. We do really good here, and and that's all that really needs to be said. So, anyone else got anyone to say anything else to say? Like I said, they can go kick rocks, as far as I'm concerned. They could kick rocks. Get them, M. You know, but you're absolutely right. We got look, my boy Dante over there in Cumberland. You know, did great things. Freshman up there, you might stop him. Five touchdowns. Coach Edward said, Rhode Island ball players, yeah, they got a chip on their shoulder. And yep. he's right. So I've been hashtag Rhode Island can ball. Rhode Island can ball. Because we got kids in college, you know, two weeks in a row, we get the MASCAC offensive player of the week, defensive player of the week, Xavier Truss. Yep. Player of the week. Yep. Rhode Island can ball. JP Mason, another one. You know, he was uh, offensive player of the week, you know. So, and if UMass can win this week, they'll be top, they'll crack that top 25. And shout out to uh, 
Nadine Robinson and Herlin Perry's doing behind them pads. Definitely reach out to them. They need help getting out to San Diego. You mm. know, um, they're doing great, great things. So hopefully people listening, you know, reach out to Nadine or, or Herlin if you want to know a little bit about their journey. But they're going to the NFL flag championship, Emerson. Not easy to go two years in a row. No, and honestly, let me just say something about those two. Those, those two have been involved in Rhode Island football for quite some time. And honestly, with those guys, I don't think they get enough respect as, as they need. Um, you know, those gentlemen are doing wonderful things with them young men. And, you know, it's, you know, more needs to be said and done in terms of giving them the recognition they deserve. And honestly, you know, and I'll be the first to tell you, it's a whole different world stepping outside of Rhode Island when it comes to football. Um, you know, it's not what you're used to here. Um, you know, though there's good football being played here, there's also good football being played elsewhere. And I think for any any coaches, any um, you know, any coaches that are, are working with these young men, getting them getting them ready and going out there, and not just going out there and being like, okay. You know, I remember the, the the term in flag football, and this is going back a few years. But you know, you know when Rhode Island, and this is the way it was before when Rhode Island teams went to the national championship. You know, is 0 and 2 in barbecue. You know, they, they ain't like that anymore. Like they're, they're going down there and competing, and you know they're not caring who they step up against. If it's Texas, you're going down. If it's California, you're going down, and that's the way it needs to be. But you know, credit to these coaches, these youth coaches, getting it done outside of Rhode Island. I think that's definitely something that needs to be talked about more. Um, I, I think there needs to be more recognition when it comes to that because it's not easy. Um, I know what these coaches are doing in terms of, you know, some of them are pulling out of their own pocket to get stuff done here. Uh, much credit to them for that. Um, but ultimately, th- these, these guys, you know, you know, you know, non-Hurling deserve much more credit than what they're getting right now. Um, and again, not that they're looking for that, because they're doing what they want to do because they love this sport and they, and, and they, they love working with these young men. But ultimately, you know, we got to give credit where credit is due. You know, they, they go out there and they're competing and, and, and they're getting the job done. So, you know, you know, shout out to them for doing what they do and continue to do so. Um, and, you know, you know, continue, continue success with what they're getting done. And, you know, just, you know, keep moving forward and work with these young men. You know what? Like Coach Nod says, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but to, to, you know, shout out to what they do. They went down to Atlanta. Boom. They come back, they qualify for the NFL game. Then they go up to Boston. They didn't even have to do that. But they went and represented 401, and now they're going to San Diego. And that's not easy. And Coach Nod came on last week and said, Mikey, how many people go down south and come home very upset? (laughs) Got that right. (laughs) Not behind the pads. (laughs) You know, so definitely shout out what they do. And um, they're going back to San Diego. And, he said, honored Emerson, honor my – exactly. Yo, see that? Um, shout out to Coach Nod, you know. There's a comment on the screen. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, no, I see it, man. Okay. Nah, yeah. listen, man. You, you know it, man. I, I, I tell everyone, I, I don't talk about our history, but me and Nod got a lot of history together. You know, and we've all – we've played together on semi-pro. We've done a lot of stuff together. And I, I know that, that that man's heart is in football. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, he, 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 he's, he's one of them guys, honestly, and I know he's – and he knows this too. He, he, he gets excited and, and, and things get rolling. And, you know, it, you know and, and a lot of times you need a guy like him, you know, 
besides you to get, really get things going here. But, you know, what he's been doing over the past couple of years with these young men is is, is absolutely incredible. And I know he's teamed up with Erlen, who honestly has – Lord knows that man has history with working with these young men over the years. So, I mean, it's a really good uh, tag team there to work with these men and, and young men. And, honestly, they get it done. And, and, and that's all that matters. But, like I said, they definitely need to have a little bit more recognition than what's going on right now because, honestly, it's not much. Um, you know, for, for them to be – yeah. And again, not just traveling like, oh, let's get some experience outside of Rhode Island. Going, going outside of the border of Rhode Island and getting it done. That 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 means that means a lot. That means that means those two guys are really working these young men and really instilling what needs to be instilled in them to be successful. And that's what this state needs, you know. And like I said, it's, it's definitely good to see. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming for the state, and you know, I, I know, uh, you know. We, we need all the help we can get when it, when it comes to that and is going to continue to uh, push and work and get the job done. But ultimately, you know, that's that's what the state needs. So, you know, again, shout out to them, too, for getting it done and, you know, continue success out there in uh, San Diego and getting it there and, you know, and, and getting it done there as well. But, you know, this is something, you know, a lot of folks need to, you know, a lot of coaches need to follow their lead when it comes to, um, you know, working with these young men and overall success. You know what, Emerson? Thank you, man. I know it's late. I know you have to get home. I appreciate you coming on like always. Shout out Coach Nod. Shout out Behind the Pads. Listen, if you're a sponsor, you want to get behind Behind the Pads, you can reach Coach Nadim Robinson on Facebook. If you need me, send me a message and I'll link you up with my guy. Or you might see him on the job site drawing football plays on the sheetrock. Um, <laughs> but I didn't tell you that. <laughs> I didn't say that. But, no, I can see. Hey, I can see that happening. He, he's probably like, "Yeah, I already do that." He probably doesn't in the sand. And then, oh, it's they, happening. Then they, they, they scrapes it away after. I got, I got a good sauce. <laughs> I got a good sauce. But shout out to co- what Coach Nod's doing, and I'm glad he's coaching up on the high school level. Coach Hurlins over there was out doing his thing, you know. So these guys are finally getting their chance, and a lot of brothers out there need to get their their chance as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, look, he said, he's hands down the best mentor I've ever had, so woo. Even his students were, were going, his players were, like, backing him up all the time, you know. So these kids really believe in what these guys are doing, and we need more guys like this in the community. Absolutely. I mean, that, that that's that's it right there. I mean, and, and, and you know, it's good dudes that about the kids, not about the money, not about the prestige, anything else. It's about getting these kids to the next level. I mean, you know, and, and I'm, I'm looking at the comments here, you know, um, you know, coach Mark there, know him for a little bit, another great guy. Um, you know, and honestly, he, he's definitely about this too. And the comment is basically what he's about too. you know, getting our youth prepared for a successful future. You know, we need guys like, you know, coach Mark, you know, you know, and, and, and coach nine hurling and myself and the rest of these guys here, you know, that that's what this, that, that's what this is about. You know, and if you want to hear from a student, there's a comment up there now. Hands down, the best mentor I've ever had. Now I and I, and I know now I ain't telling him yo go post on this right now. Because no, not at all. Are, you know that, that that's legit. That that that's a thousand percent legit right there. And, and again, if if you got if you got young men saying that, you know what's going on. So again, you know this is exactly what this state needs and. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you know I, I I know them, 
um, and they're doing their thing and, and getting the job done. Thank you, Emerson, man. Um, have a good night. Be safe. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Coach Nod, good luck. Um, definitely support what Coach Naga doing behind the pads. Help these kids get to San Diego. Absolutely. All right, Emerson. Have a good night. Uh, you too. It's always good to have M on. And, and before that, we had Coach Piver up there in North Smithfield, you know, talking about what's going on in his division, man. But salute to you guys, you know, uh, salute to – go check out the Willie Edwards interview. And another good show, we had Nate Turner from the NFL talking his advice on how to get – to the next level. So check this out. If you got a classic car, bring it September 19th to the Musquamacate Beach. You actually get admission to the fair for free. The Fall Fest is going on up there. You know, good time. Come down to Musquamacate. Let me get this. Uh, thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Coach Mark, you're welcome to come on, promote your team. Let us know what you're doing. Good luck, everybody. This week, thank you to everybody that really helps me. Fans only sports, R and R elite recruits, Mark Wright. This man's a big supporter of youth sports. Mark Wright, Colwell Banker, Coastal Homes, and you all know my guy Emerson. Mark Wright. This man's a big supporter of youth sports. You nervous with butterflies in your stomach? Don't try to intimidate me. You couldn't scare me with lip. I'm spontaneous, small, dangerous, fancy and quick. My trainer told me to work. He ain't prepared me to quit. I'm the only captain who's sailing the championship. Championship. Oh.